Welcome to the Your Creativity Podcast. We have long-form conversations featuring incredible creatives from all walks of life, sharing their unique journeys, and more with our quirky panel of hosts, featuring Dylan Mazziotti, Steve Hatch, Terry Burden, and Jessica Richardson. Welcome back, everybody, to Your Creativity. We are back in the inner sanctum of the uh, team behind an October evening. Hello. Hello. Episode 181. (laughs) You're going to introduce everyone now, so. Hello. My name is Stephen King Simmons. (laughs) I am the co-founder of An October Evening and writer and director of The Parker Sessions and Lead Belly. That was really good. Oh, thank you. Did you have that written down beforehand? In my mind. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My name is Andrea Hansen, also known as Pretty Macabre, and I am the co-host of An October Evening. And co-founder. Well, you found it. (laughs) (laughs) Where'd you find it? I just came on. (laughs) You found it under the bed and then... (laughs) Under the couch. And then I came on as an extra. (laughs) major extra like you're you're as big as part of it as he is that's why that's why i say she's 50 50 if not and i always forget how many years i've been with it and then how many years i've like co-hosted with him so i don't even know how long it's been it's a blur it's our 17th year now Mm -hmm. which is really exciting almost to 20 and then we're gonna cut it off Like a just useless, like that. Just like a useless limb. Just, yeah. you're done. just cut it off. Let it bleed out. Well, looking back past this 16 years, what, what have you loved and hated about it? I hate setting up everything <laughs> and spending six to eight months of my life, which causes stress, anxiety, breakups. and um, But then the day of the show, it's amazing. I love it. I love the show and I love starting early on the show and working on the show most of the year because I get excited about my personal runway <laughs> that I get to showcase. But I, the one thing that I miss out on a lot is because we are so busy during you know August, September, October, being a Halloween lover, we usually miss out on the majority of the Halloween activities. Um, you know, you're so busy working on the show and planning and communicating with so many people there's so many events and you just can't go to all of them, you know, and the show is so important to us that it's, you know, one year I would like to just be able to go do all the Halloween things with no stress and no worry of the show. Go to a haunted house without just feeling panicky the whole time and not from the haunt, but from, <laughs> from the amount the work of work to do. <laughs> to do later on, which sucks. Well, apparently it's ending in three years. So th- there, yeah. you go. there you go. I mean, it's an open, you know, no, we'll see. 20 years. Because <laughs> 25 is kind of a good number too. 20. <laughs> she wants her Halloween back. I want my Halloween, Halloween time. Well, let, let's catch up the past year before we get into the details of the show. What have you guys been up to? You've had Parker sessions, Stephen. You know that's been that went around and went to home video and yeah. Tell us about that and led by uh, Bayview Entertainment uh, has picked up the Parker sessions. My first f- horror feature, um, starring r- starring Rachel Sean and Danny James, and. Um, 
it's been a wild ride in the we, we actually premiered worldwide the parker sessions at a film festival called fright fest in the uk it's um one of the largest horror film festivals so to me it was like my harvard submission and so when we got picked up i was like holy shit um holy poop what what is the rating on these podcasts? Whatever the fuck you want it to be. Holy poop! But yeah, Bayview picked it up. Uh, we are doing our Salt Lake City premiere um, at the Broadway Center Cinemas on the twentieth, and uh, we're going to be doing a Q and A after the seven o'clock show uh, with Danny James and Rachel Sean, which uh, is very rare. So that's pretty cool. And uh, setting that up, including October evening, I just finished production on my second feature, uh, Lead Belly, which is another horror movie uh, that is based on my past experience when I was a kid uh, with my late brother. And it's more looking at dysfunctional families and how we cope with that but then there's also a couple of other underlining elements uh, that play within the family and it is a very 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 dark film but it's based all into the 90s so we'll give that 90s nostalgic feeling that good old feeling of the 90s uh, when there was no cell phones and uh, you, you can't really call for help you know too easy you had to find a payphone. That... <laughs> yeah. I know. It's so weird to think that we used to have to do that. Or like when now you just check the weather every day on your phone, but there was that like number you could call and it would tell you like if it was going to rain or something. I remember doing the that. number is 522. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I just have been sewing a lot and I got to do some family vacations and I pretty much started October evening as early as I could so that I wouldn't be as stressed this year which I think I did pretty good. She's been kicking ass, taking names, and making sure that this year's October evening is super, 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 super creepy. I yeah. take all the names. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lead Belly will be showing a trailer we'll, we'll be at October trailer. evening. So yeah. if you want a sneaky peek into that, come to the show. <laughs> Very nice. And you'll see the first, first trailer. First trailer. Well, should we jump into what? You can tell us about um, the show this year. What you know, what the theme is. What kind yeah of things people should look for. Take it away, Andrea. Um, so this year's theme is folklore and urban legends. And last year we did you know the carnival circus theme, and it was very fun and campy, and we had a lot of humor in it just because it was our first year back, and we kind of wanted to add a happier element, you know, from all the dark things in the world. But this year. We wanted to bring it back to the dark side. So um, with the folklore kind of theme, a lot of our characters have chosen certain characters. And my whole runway is based off of um, different folklore characters I've chosen that are my favorite that will all be summoning Cthulhu, which will be really exciting. Um, so, yeah. So all you black metal fans out there, you're going to have a <laughs> hell of a time. Fans. Come, come watch. Look my, into the eyes of Cthulhu. My son's in a lot of heavy metal, so I, I probably have to ask him about it. Yeah, uh, folklore is cool. Uh, there's actually not a lot of material uh, or, like, you know, solid films, uh, like, anywhere on some of these figures. Like, some of them 
are actually pretty cultish, you know, and yeah. that's what I like about it is uh, sticking to the themes that aren't so poppy and October evening is a cult show. So we keep it underground for the most part. That's what's just, cool about the theme though. And the different characters is because some of the characters you, you'll know right away and some of them you won't. And because there's not a lot of footage of it, it kind of leaves you wondering like, what is that? Where does that come from? And what, and so I think that's exciting and something new than just the same stuff all the time. So that's what I'm excited about. That's cool. Yeah. And we have some really cool performers this year. We have some new mu musicians. Um, so yeah, I hope everyone comes. That's one thing that we've always done every year that's really important with an October evening is just switching up the elements and giving the audience a fresh show. Because if you're just recycling the same material every year, you know, you're going to lose your audience. And there's some shows that yeah. I've seen do that. And, you know, after you see it once, you're kind of bored watching it again. And that's really kick ass. But. Also, who uh, um, for those of you that came last year, we were in that smaller, we chose a different theater in the Masonic, which was a totally different feel and a new kind of experience for not only us, but the people coming to the show. And this year, we are actually back in the big main room that we have mostly been in. And so we've been able to bring back the vendors this year. Um, so we have a lot more stuff going on. And, you know, the bigger room just creates a funner atmosphere and more decorations and better seating, better, better seating, view. better views <laughs> and all of that. So we've always we're super excited. We, we always wanted to do the Gothic room, which is like the red room. And that's what we chose to do last year, just based on aesthetics and what we've wanted to do. And, uh, we, we tried it, you know, it was, it was, it was good for what it was, but I think the big room really holds, uh, something special and not only in our hearts, but our fans that come to the show every year. Agreed. What's the size difference between the two? I didn't make it last year. So the Red Room fits about 220. So that's why last year we did two shows back to back um, because we usually get, you know, around five, 550 into the Masonic Temple. So the big room, I think, fits 600. I think it's 650 is what that fits. Yeah, so I think the big 666? room. 666? Yeah. 666, like exactly, to <laughs> the last seat. So... So now we're able to just do one big show, you know, um, and not have to rush people in and out. And it's going to be a lot of fun. Set list is just, it's really tight. It's uh, um, sometimes like in our past years, we've lagged a little bit, like the, the running time's gone on a little long. And uh, we, we notice people, you know, shifting in their seats. Uh, and so, you know, we hear you audience <laughs> we so hear you we see you we made it short and sweet this year keeping it tight um what have been some more of the creative um elements building this year i it's like hard to ask without knowing what's coming yeah yeah well i think uh, what was cool about this year is especially because i tried to start a lot earlier so yeah. I was able to reach out to performers way ahead of time and be like, this is the theme. Can you curate your piece to this theme and, yeah. you know, a character. And so I was really surprised when a lot of the performers were sending me their music and, you know, they had their full character. They're like, I'm this Slavic folklore, you know, and then they send me their music. And what was cool about that is that then Steven, who has put some visuals behind them as well, were able to really curate all of these different elements into their performance, you know? And so that's what I've always loved about October evening is it's such 
a variety and fully immersive experience. You know, you're not just watching one thing. You're seeing, hearing, feeling. Like, there's there's so many things that go on. And I think that's why so many different types of people can come and enjoy it because there's a little bit for everyone. Even if you don't love everything, maybe you like the films more than the performances or vice versa, but there's a little bit of everything throughout the entire show. So that's what makes it really awesome for me. I, I really enjoyed it the first time I went, the only time I've went so far, but I, don't, I do not have an excuse this year. Awesome. Uh, we will see you there then. <laughs> the, the films this year, one of them is done by our late friend who's a filmmaker, uh, Craig Anderson. He did a, a short film at this Masonic temple like in the 70s or 80s with a 16 millimeter camera and did this whole real uh, ritualistic uh, kind of macabre, witchy short film on 60 millimeter that's really cool. And I decided to bring that back to keep not only his spirit alive within the show, but it, it fit the theme, you know? And uh, the second film that will also be showing is by a filmmaker, local filmmaker, Brandon Young. And uh, that film will be giving everyone Halloween vibes. And uh, it's like a found footage uh, but it will give everyone, you know, Halloween vibes. It's it's really shocking. I, I, I like this short film a lot. And I'm really picky about what we put into the show. And uh, I, I really like these two short films very much. And uh, we'll also be showing the latest and greatest Parker Sessions trailer. And as Andrea mentioned uh, before, uh, the world premiere of the Lead Never Belly before seen. <laughs> trailer. <laughs> So yeah. if that doesn't have you coming out to the show, I, I don't know what will. Well, my runway show will have everyone should come to see the runway. <laughs> it's gonna, we did um, the model rehearsal yesterday and it was so fun to see. And I think we added a lot of really cool elements and with the visuals and the makeup artists I have this year. Well, and, you know, some of them have been with me for 10 years doing makeup on the show. But um, I don't know. I think people are really going to enjoy it and be surprised. Something new. The fashion show is always the centerpiece of an October evening. We put it at the end because it's like, you know, on Thanksgiving dinner, that's the turkey, you know, in the centerpiece of the table. And people just always <laughs> hoot and holler. And uh, the costumes are always just amazing. Gorgeous. Yes. It's always my aunt in the front row yelling things at Whoa! me. <laughs> Way to go. <laughs> How many different models do you have this year? Um, I think I have 10. There's 10 or 11 characters. But what's really cool is, you know, I've pieced together the story. It starts out, I wanted to keep a really like folklore kind of storytelling type runway. So it, it kind of starts off with a story bringing you into the runway. And then with each of these characters, you know, coming from all different types of, you know, folklore and different areas of the world coming together and then for a lot of people actually don't know who Cthulhu is but I think as soon as they see Cthulhu they'll recognize it and I think that's what's going to be cool is it's not so you know straightforward and it's my own interpretation so it's different there, <laughs> there will be blood all over <laughs> all over all over I really didn't have much more questions uh, besides the bonus questions. And we Ooh, bonus questions. I do have extra I can add. 
Yeah, let's, yeah. let's, if you, let's so, if you um, this year we got to have a really cool experience and I had some really, um, good friends that helped me kind of get this hook up, but beer bar and bar X are going to sponsor the show this year. And bar X has actually, um, created a specialty cocktail called an October evening nice. that they actually are starting. They started serving on Friday. So, and it is delicious. We, it is delicious. It um, so starting now until the show, you can go to bar X if you're downtown and order an an October evening. It literally tastes like fall in a glass and they have a cute little garnish and it's an iced kind of fall drink. It's super tasty. And it's not pumpkin flavored. It's not <laughs> pumpkin flavored, but it does taste like, didn't it, it taste it like fall? It just tastes like fall in a glass. That's yeah, it was weird. It's, it like has this sweet, but not like, not like pumpkin spice or anything, but. I was expecting um, it to like have fog coming out and then like there was some creepy music as I was drinking it. That did not happen, but I did feel good <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And then also um, we're trying to get people. So we have um, Joshi soul and his band, the charades that will be playing at an October evening. And they are also going to be playing after at bar X. And so for anyone who, you know, the show kind of ends a little bit early. Like you could still, you know, go to a haunted house or go to a bar or maybe go grab dinner. And so, I think Beer Bar and Bar X, since it's so close to the Masonic Temple, you know, it's really going to kind of be our pregame and after party for an October evening this year. So I highly recommend for anyone, you know, if you want to get home early, maybe stop by Bar X on your way to the show and grab a drink and some food and come on in. And then after, if you want to, if you enjoyed the music and you want to go celebrate and you're in costume and go grab another, you know, go grab a drink and hang out. And a lot of the models will be going there after the show and some of them will still be in costume and you can hang out, meet people. I think it's going to be really fun. Very nice. So, yeah. Uh, do, do you have a list of your vendors that are going to be there so people can um, um, check I, them out? Or I do. We did but post it, we one do of have our like, today. Yeah. We have like nine or ten vendors this year, so it's kind of like a long list. So, but I li- but everyone should come and everyone. If you go to the An October Evening Instagram page or Facebook, I will be um, posting one every day up until the show. That's including the performers, the musicians, the vendors, and everything like that. Um, the doors will be at six p.m. So come early, find parking, come and check out the vendors, and we have our you know Polaroid photo booth. Our fans really do come early. And uh, they snag up the best seats. So I highly recommend always coming early. Yes. And where can they get tickets? Uh, Eventbrite and... Uh... Yeah, so Eventbrite, you can get them online, but there is the service fee. So I highly recommend going to our local vegan spot called Mark of the Bistro. They're doing physical tickets there and you don't have to pay the surcharge. And they have awesome food. I just had a pumpkin waffle the other day get it was the really fake, good get the fake chicken and waffles it's delicious yeah and they have pumpkin shakes they have all, so you can go in grab some food grab a ticket and that's yeah supporting other local artists which is what we're all about anyways yeah mark of the bistro is one of our friends yes his name is andrew andrew yeah yes and he also runs, um, I mean, the Beehive is a part of that. So it's an all ages venue and they offer lots of shows and different events and things there. You know, we want to keep our local stuff in Salt Lake. So go support all the local things. And Erica does her like her markets mm-hmm. there as well. Yeah, Erica, she does Bleached and Bewitched. And she is also one of my models. So if you want to come see her, be a quite demon of sorts. I don't want to give too much away. <laughs> But yes, she'll be at the show too. And she's, um, she also helped me curate all of the vendors and she's been amazing. Awesome. 
So we'll go to the bonus questions. Um, first is one there is there music? Is there music? Bonus questions. Bonus questions. We have it now. I will cut that out. And <laughs> nice. <laughs> You've answered this before, but what does creativity mean to you? It might be an evolving answer. I don't know. That's such a hard question. And it, it's so hard because being a creative artist, sometimes you're not always creative. And it's really hard sometimes. Yeah. So that is, um, I don't know. Maybe I think on it for a minute. What do you think, Stephen? Um, <laughs> That's being, a tough one. Being creative is when you're using your mind to create an imagination world where everything is possible. <laughs> Love it. Okay. That's it. That's, that's it. it. That's it. <laughs> that's not really my answer. I don't really know. That's that's a hard one. It's it's that's like kind of like a similar question. Like, where do you get your ideas? You know, um, yeah, that exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that 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 one stumps a little bit. I think like I know certain years for the show. I sometimes I'm like, you know, I have the theme for the runway, and I literally don't know what to do. I don't know what to do for my characters, and it really takes me some time to like do research and things. And when we picked folklore, urban legends, just all this stuff started coming into my brain. And it was because like Steven was saying, a lot of the characters I've picked, there's not a ton of information on them. So when you're searching them, you can't really find stuff. And I think that allowed me to really be really open my creativity. And I actually was able to really kind of be like, I can do whatever I want based on this. And this yeah. is what is making it so fun for me this year. So, I mean, creative creativity comes in all sorts of waves, but you know? Yeah, I think creativity is that flow that you get to where everything that wasn't making sense already now does make sense, and you've got this beginning, middle, and end of an idea. And, uh, you know, it's one of those ideas that you have to write down, otherwise you'll lose it. And uh, that's where it comes from. Love it. Who is your favorite Muppet and why? I think you asked us this last one, and I couldn't yeah. even think of a Muppet. Um, I always like those grumpy ass fuckers that are like always making fun of the other Muppets, uh, and they're watching the opera all the time. Waldorf oh. and you know who I like. Yeah. Whoa, 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 you know, whoa. in the labyrinth, the um, don't lose your heads. Oh, the yeah. fire guys, and they like take their heads off and stuff. Those yeah, are is Muppets. that a Muppet? Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, any Jim, it's Henson. I count any Jim Henson thing. Yeah, it's oh, Jim nice. Henson. Oh, well. And they're like rolling their heads and they're all goofy. I like those guys. I'll go with the smells bad. <laughs> from uh, Sarah. Yeah. Smell Sarah. Bad. That's such a that. great movie. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. What's one your of favorite the... Muppet? Gonzo. Oh, okay. Gonzo's super cute. Because he's just so fucking weird. <laughs> he's, he's off his gourd. Yeah. And I, I think one of the puppeteers for the, the characters you mentioned was the guy that did Elmo for all those years. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, I actually liked Elmo when I was little. Something dash. Yeah. It's so cool when you see like the behind the scenes of those and how they do all that. Or like when they, you know, when they did the new Dark Crystal show, TV show and you get to see like the behind the scenes. It's just so impressive and crazy. Yeah. Like I can't imagine being a puppeteer for something like those that. Puppeteers actually have to stay in character, like even between takes, because just their movements and everything. Um, it's it's pretty crazy. Well, they're usually hunched over with like sticks, and they're like, <laughs> yeah, I like the outtakes from Sesame Street where they're like, ah, you know, yeah. yeah, or that famous one from the Big Brown Bear where it, it it's like, uh, what was it? 
I don't fucking know. Why didn't, why didn't you get out of here, you asshole? I, I'll find it and send it to you guys, <laughs> but it's, it's pretty hilarious. And I'm like, I can't remember that one. One of my favorite behind the scenes to watch for Labyrinth is it's like a scene that they're showing uh, choreography, mm-hmm. and it's Gates McFadden who played Beverly Crusher on Star Trek. Oh, really? But yeah, she was the choreographer. That's on so Labyrinth. funny. Yeah. So How there's cool. David Bowie, uh, Jennifer Connelly, and. <laughs> and I love Jennifer Connelly too. And David Beverly Bowie, that was Crusher, such a good yeah. movie. Such a classic. Well, shall we do a recap? Or is no, there more bonus questions? Yeah. Oh, I'm stoked. In the film of your life, who would play you? And then I've added, I added this like last episode actually. And what genre is the film? Do you think Nicolas Cage could play me? Yeah. Nicolas Cage can play any character. (laughs) (laughs) I don't, what genre would I, would it be though? Horror. But then it would have to be a horror comedy because he's just so funny. Yeah. So Nicolas Cage, horror comedy. Um, I would have to go with uh, what's that lead actor's name from Scream? The Skeet Ulrich or Matthew Lillard? Matthew Lillard. Oh, I love Matthew so Lillard. I would have him play me, and then it would be a romantic comedy. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's perfect. <laughs> At Fanex, my son got a picture with Matthew Lillard. Oh, man. Yeah. And he was dressed up as a Scooby. Oh, cool. And uh, Matt leaned over and did this. This uh, the shaggy voice. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah, I met Matthew Lillard one time up in Park City during Sundance. Uh, I was managing a theater up there, and uh, Matthew Lillard came up to me, and he said, Hi, I'm Matthew Lillard. And I said, dude, I know who you are. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly like, who you are. And he's like, how do I get into this, uh, this screening? Because it was sold out, Be Kind, Rewind. And I pointed him at the, the main manager of Sundance, and... Matthew Lillard got into the screening. Everybody was happy. <laughs> nice. And John Cusack, Good. that guy is a line cutter. I saw that mother f- f- fudger. <laughs> um, he went to the side of the concessions and he pointed at one of the concessionists and was like, you, come here. And he, he and looks he exactly cut. like he does in his movies, just dressed in all black. And yeah, he's, he's kind of a dick. Which, like in the movies. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, most I'm trying to think of movies where he's not a dick. <laughs> now you can add I'm, in. I'm trying to think. It's funny because I'm picturing him in so many movies, and I can't remember the names of the movies though. But I do like him yeah. in movies. Gross Point Blank, Dick. Uh, and what <laughs> color? What color is he wearing? Wardrobe black. Black, yeah. And always. He getting, always wears black. He's usually yeah. getting rained on. <laughs> yeah. There's always rain. <laughs> Even well, it's serendipity he gets snowed on, but I'm like, it's precipitation. Still, yeah, <laughs> that's funny. It counts. It counts. So yes, we can recap now. Oh, nice, hey, Andrea. What's a, what's a oh, recap? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> um, recap. Just like the info. Just the info and drum roll. Boom. All right. And October evening is Saturday, October 21st. Doors are at 6 p.m., so arrive early. Show will start at 7. You can get your tickets on eventbrite.com. And October, oh, it's eventbrite and October evening, 2023.com. Say I that think three I, times I could fast. be a little wrong on that, but if you Google it, it will pop up. And I'll have a link in the notes. Also, you can get local tickets at Mark of the Bistro. 
This year's theme is folklore, urban legends. You can come dressed up. We love to see it, but you also don't have to. Awesome vendors, so bring some cash, support the locals, come and cheer and see what dark stuff we got going on this year. That was beautiful. Beautiful. And go get an Ann October evening cocktail at Bar X. Nice. Available now. I'm Available gonna go get now. One right now. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. 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 The podcast is done, man. <laughs>